Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's the final hour on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. If you haven't downloaded the app, please do so. Our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, nearly 400 cities in America that carry this program. Sunday night, get your popcorn ready. It's the Cowboys and the 49ers that will start at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Poll question for the final hour of the weekend. We'll recap the college football weekend. Rick Neuheisel from CBS Sports will stop by. What did we uh, learn more about? Uh, USC or Colorado over the weekend. What do you have, Seton? Yeah, Dan, we got up there. Uh, the best loss of the weekend, mm-hmm. Bears, Jets, Colorado, other. Okay. Uh, right now, the Jets at 50% have the best loss this weekend, okay. followed by Colorado. Bears are at just 16% of the vote. Now, the Bears put their hands in the, you know, the, the, the franchise is in the hands of Justin Fields. They decided they were going to stay with him. He rushed for 1,100 yards. They had the number one pick. They traded the number one pick. They got a very good receiver, and they'll have Carolina's number one pick coming up this next year. But you start to look at this, even though they got D.J. Moore, and he's had multiple 1,000-yard seasons. He had uh, over 120 yards yesterday in the loss. Having Justin Fields in there doesn't ensure that he'll stay there next year. They'll be looking for a new head coach next year, and they're going to be on the clock probably with the number one overall pick or at least – one of the top three or four first-round picks, maybe top two when you think about it with Carolina. Those are uh, two teams that aren't going anywhere, probably. 
And Justin Fields, although he looked really good, it's when you wanted him to look really good, and then he didn't. And Denver, after giving up, you know, 70 points, losing by 50, is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Chicago, tells you everything you need to know about the Chicago Bears. Uh, Russell Wilson is back, right? Had a nice win there. Here's Russ. Let's ride. When the game's on the line, that's what you got to love it most. That's what you got to love it most. And um, you got to have um, great belief. You got to have no fear. I think the biggest thing about winning and, you know, winning, you know, comeback games and all that, it's, it's everybody. It's not just you. All right. That's nice. You know, after you play the Dolphins and then you get to play the Bears, that always <laughs> helps. All else fails. Who are we playing and when are we playing the Bears? So the uh, Chiefs hold off the Jets. Bills roll the Dolphins. Ugly losses for the Bengals and Patriots. Niners, Eagles, undefeated. Texans hammer the Steelers. Ravens roll the Browns. Dallas embarrasses the uh, Patriots. Here, Bill Belichick on the Patriots' performance. I just said we didn't do anything well enough as a team. So that includes everybody. Coaches, players, offense, defense, special teams. So wasn't anything that was good enough. I think every question that he was asked, he said the same thing. No matter what you ask, it was basically, we didn't do anything good. We didn't do anything good. It's almost like he resigned himself to the fact, you know what? We're not that good. And it feels like when a game is over well before it's over, you know, your mental capacity to soak it in is, is probably fully absorbed. It's like, yep, yeah, we're not any good. And then they go out and play the third quarter. Yep, yeah, we're not any good. And then they play the fourth quarter. And we're not any good. Hey, you're going to meet the media. Coach, how do you think you played? Uh, we didn't do anything good. That's it. And now, I think bigger, bigger picture questions have to be asked. If that team is going to be missing the playoffs again, is Mac Jones your quarterback moving forward? And I would say probably not. Right? And then you just don't want to be in no man's land in the NFL. Like the Bears, at least, We'll have hope next year. A new head coach, probably a, a new quarterback, number one overall pick, or maybe they'll get Marvin Harrison. Now, they'll get something where you go, okay, there's something there. But the Patriots, like if you get stuck picking 10th again, you're in no man's land. And you just, they're, they're bordering on being irrelevant. If Belichick wasn't there, they would be irrelevant. And you never want to be that way. You want to at least be interesting. I mean, the Cardinals play hard. I don't think they're good, but they play hard. The Patriots should be good, but they just don't seem threatening. Yes, yeah, But how do you move on from your coach, then, if he's the only thing that keeps you relevant? That's part of the problem, because now you're going to have to keep him around for at least two more seasons so he can break Don Shula's all-time record. That seems like a conundrum. Let's keep him, even though is he holding us back now. And who wants to play there? When Brady was there, you wanted to play there. You knew you were going to play in meaningful games. Maybe you win a Super Bowl. I mean, Chris Long, you know, went there just to win a Super Bowl. And you don't have that that draw. Like, does any offensive player go, I want to play with Mac Jones? Like, defensive players go, hey, once coached Lawrence Taylor, I want, a co I want uh, Bill Belichick to coach. There's just nothing there. You know, I, I think that's just stating the obvious. But can you bring somebody in? Who do you bring him in? How do you do this with Bill? Can you help Bill with the front office? I don't know. And these are questions that have been asked the last four years here. 
But Bill Belichick, the GM, would have fired Bill Belichick, the coach, I think. Yes, he. And it is tough, yeah, when you look around the locker room, say, on offense, because the defense has been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's like Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't know what he's got left in the tank. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't seem to have much either. Uh, if you're hanging everything on Ramondre Stevenson to get you going, yeah. he's, he's been great. Yeah. He's been fantastic, but that's about it. Yeah. Hunter Henry sometimes is there, sometimes he's not. Yeah. It just feels like he brings in somebody for a year. You're trying to capture some magic in a year. Like that guy's going to come in. Zeke Elliott can't play. Uh, Hunter Henry, I had great promise for him, but his better days are behind him. They just don't, they don't have anything. Mac Jones just feels like maybe not the best situation for him. He's like Brock Purdy. You got to surround him, and then maybe he can be a very, you know, accommodating quarterback. But if you ask him to generate, that ain't happening. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, the Patriots, the one-year deals are legendary. Either you be Corey Dillon or Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Todd. It's just so hard to fathom when you said that out loud. The question is, maybe is Bill Belichick holding us back? Just sounds so odd putting it out there, but it's a valid well, question. Okay, he had Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator. That wasn't smart. So greatest coach of all time, and you got a defensive coordinator as your offensive coordinator. However, this year they don't have that situation, and <laughs> I'd go back to last year in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the same guy as the head coach, though. That's the problem. <laughs> Wait, all right, I made a mistake then, but I'm not going to make that mistake this year. Yes, Paulie. You know what? After Brady left, it, it feels like the E Street Band. Like if the E Street Band decided to go out on tour, and like, why is nobody here? Why is no one going crazy? Why why can't we put 80,000 here? Because Bruce isn't here. Like Brady cleaned up everything. They had a bunch of seasons where they'd win 10 or 11. They'd sneak into the playoffs, and, and he cleaned up everything. He made David Patton and all those guys look great. Troy Brown. Yeah, but at least the E Street Band has talent. Yeah, more talent yeah. at the wide receiver position. Yes, of course they do. Yes, yes, Seaton. I think you guys are forgetting, though, that – the the Patriots were drafting Tom Brady's replacement his entire career. Yeah. His entire career. Ryan Mallett was going to be the guy that replaced him. It was constant. It was every year about, well, let's see how much longer Garoppolo. they let Tom do this. Now Tom was the guy driving the whole ship. They couldn't do it without him. I know. It's Bill Belichick. He probably Tom Brady would have been better without Bill Belichick. But I still think Belichick would have moved on from Brady before they did. Definitely. Because he loved Garoppolo. And so once again, that would have been a decision that Bill would have made, I think. And that wouldn't have been the right decision. I, uh, You know, the other thing is, how attractive is that job, the Patriots? You don't want to follow Belichick in New England. No. I mean, if you're like a, let's say you're a hot college coach, throw out a name, whatever. Let's say a, a, a really hot college coach. You're going to go to the Patriots and try to compete with that legacy? It's not even an attractive job. And they don't pay. Well, I shouldn't say that. They no, pay he gets coach. paid. Yeah, he gets he paid. Gets paid. I don't. I, I think they're thrifty when it comes to the players. Yes, Marv. Was it a big deal following maybe like uh, Bill Walsh or Chuck Knoll? Was it a big like back in back in that time when those guys retired or were let go? However, they lost. Their... It was a big deal when John Wooden was replaced. Um, Adolph Rupp was replaced uh, by Joe B. Hall, so he was already on his staff. Sometimes you get the guy who's on the staff who then takes over, and then it's it's not as jolting, but. Whoever would take over for Bill Belichick, whenever that is, that, that'll be a B. But if he's coming in and the Patriots, let's say, haven't gone to the playoffs in six years. So now you get somebody coming in and you'll probably get a little bit more of a landing strip there 
than you would have if you're coming in and they just won a Super Bowl. You know, replacing Andy Reid in Kansas City. You know, that'll be a big deal. Yeah, Paulie. Chuck Knoll by Marvin is a good comparison. Chuck Knoll, everyone remembers him dominant with the Steelers as their head coach in the 70s and early 80s. But Chuck Knoll went, he missed six out of seven playoffs to end his career with the Steelers. And yeah. I'll bet you they had a tough time, you know, nine and seven, nine and seven, seven and nine his last year in 91, Chuck Knoll. And they replaced him with Bill Cower, and they instantly went to 11 and five. And a couple years later, they're in a Super Bowl. Yeah. That must have been very awkward in Pittsburgh with Chuck Knoll, a true legend. I remember what was it, Phil Bankston? Did he replace uh, Vince Lombardi, or was it Dan Devine? But that was a that was a tough transition. Yes, Eden. If you think about though the struggle of replacing um, a legendary head coach, Miami is still maybe just getting around to it now. And they had Jimmy yeah. Johnson and Nick Saban in that same list. Yeah. They have if you go down the list of Miami Dolphins head coaches. And they're still trying to figure out how to replace Don Shula. Yeah, Paulie. Can you imagine replacing Vince Lombardi in Green Bay? He won the NFL championship. Then he wins the first two Super Bowls, which weren't even called Super Bowls at the time. Then he leaves. And you got to replace him. He was Phil Bankston was the replacement. He was average. Yeah. Dan Devine. Yeah. Then he brought in Bart Starr years later. Yes. But Lombardi went to be the GM of the Washington Redskins, I think. And then he, uh, he died. Soon after that, yes, yes, Todd. I knew they weren't the team that they once were at the end, but I just remember the news when Tom Landry was let go. Like, how do you let go of Tom Landry? And it ended up working out after a couple of years with Jimmy Johnson. But that just, that's just one of those names where how could that person ever be fired? And you were bringing in a college coach to take over for Tom Landry, and Jerry Jones came in. First thing he did was fire Tom Landry, bringing in his college buddy. And everybody, it felt like Dallas was up in arms. Like, who is this guy who just bought our team? And he's bringing in a college coach. And it was the best thing that Jerry ever did. Well, he bought the team and he brought in Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, Marv. For a legendary coach, how would you go about maybe trying to make changes at that spot? So if we're talking about New England? Correct. I oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you do that. And here's another thing. Does Belichick want to go out this way? Because, you know, after a certain amount of time in seasons, you're going to go, God, I mean, I'm, I'm taken away from my legacy here. I don't want people to remember this part of my career. But they're going to because they haven't been good. And it's not like, I mean, they might have a couple of wins this year where you go, okay, that surprised me. But seven wins? Maybe eight wins? Yeah, Paulie. Of course, now, after having this conversation, Belichick usually will peel off five straight wins <laughs> to shut us all up. Uh, the Patriots have the Saints at home, at the Raiders, but then they host the Bills and at the Dolphins. Oof. Mm. Busy month. Oofa. And then even just after that, Commanders doesn't seem like a real walk in the park these days either. Yes, Mark. I may have to push back a little bit on people who remember this because Chuck, no, I didn't know he missed those. Yeah, but the, the NFL is different now. Back then, there was no the first NFL, take or daily shows. No, or? no, 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 none of that. And the NFL wasn't king back then. It, it it wasn't. It was baseball. But I mean, it was a big deal locally. But I don't know if nationally people were like, "Oh my God, they're replacing Chuck Knoll." I don't remember that. But I wasn't in the business then. But I remember when Bill Cower. I was just getting in the business. And you're thinking, "All right, you now this guy's a former linebacker, and he's going to take over." Didn't think much of it. No. 
you can't, it, it's hard to have that seamless transition like Mike Tomlin took over for Bill Cowher. And they're basically, they've had the same careers. You know, Mike, Mike uh, Tomlin's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. But trying to find that right guy to come in and then you don't miss anything is really hard to do. And I, I, at some point, Robert Kraft and his son and Bill Belichick have to have one of those heart-to-heart conversations. But how important is it that Don Shula's record is going to be there for Bill Belichick? And do you keep him so he can be the all-time victory leader in NFL history? That's two more seasons. He's 17 wins away. So it'd be this year, next year, and maybe you would get to that record. <laughs> yeah, Marv. Oh, oy vey. This is going to be a long stretch in, in Foxborough. I know. I know. All right, uh, we'll talk some football. Uh, Rick Neuheisel will join us coming up. Uh, Josh in California, best and worst of the weekend. Josh, what do you have for me? Hey, how's it going, Dan? How you guys doing today? Hey, Josh. Uh, best of the weekend is definitely my son. He's 19, came back uh, from Sacramento to watch the rest of the uh, Liverpool-Tottenham game, and Tottenham pulled it out. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, Sunday, though, worst of the weekend, I'm wearing my Suck It Front Row t-shirt, and then my wife actually went on the secondary market to get the Marvin Hands shirt. And she's uh, she's she's well endowed. And uh, then she makes a comment that uh, she follows Marvin on on Instagram. Whoa. I'm like, what? Whoa, whoa. I'm like, whoa, man. Okay. I was like, All right. yeah, thank you, Josh. Right? Let me see if I can uh, probe a little <laughs> bit here. Marvin's hands look bigger, by the way, on your wife's shirt than most people. Uh, what's going on here, uh, Marv? You know Josh's wife? I do not. Okay. No. All right. That's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the right answer, big fella. Nice work. Coming along. Take a break. Rick Neuheisel will join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. I mentioned Kings Hawaiian feels you know bad for uh, Paulie if the Bears happen to lose on Thursday night. They're like, well, maybe we get him some sliders. And I said, no, we're not doing Kings Hawaiian just for Paulie if he loses the bet with the Bears on a Thursday night with the Commanders. Not going to happen. KingsHawaiian.com. If you need recipe inspiration, go there. How about this? Ham and cheese sliders. Yes. No, Paulie, you don't. Oh, you, no. No, no, not you. Oh. That sounds great, though. But right now. I would crush those right I know. Now. You'd have ham, thinly sliced Swiss cheese, some Worcestershire sauce, some mustard, some onions, King's Hawaiian original sweet roll. Oh, man. We might have those on Friday. And Th- Thursday? And Thursday. No, because Paulie can't have them. Oh. There's no sympathy sliders. They should have sympathy Ooh. sliders in a recipe. Sympathy sliders. <laughs> Moisture with tears. Go to the Baker and Deli section of your local store. Pick up those sweet, fluffy, irresistible King's Hawaiian rolls and enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense when there's gaps in health coverage. Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Felt like NBC was either showing Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift, or they would go to a commercial, and then it would be a Taylor Swift commercial, and then followed by a a Travis Kelsey commercial. And then a Patrick Mahomes one. And then Jake uh, Jake from State Farm is there as well. It's like, okay, I'm a little exhausted here. But it was weird. You're kind of watching for Taylor Swift showing up with all of her friends. And then a football game actually broke out. And it felt like it was in that order. It's like, oh, Taylor Swift's at the game. Aaron Rodgers at the game. Oh, by the way, the Chiefs are playing the Jets. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, now we got a real football game here. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, I was enjoying it. It felt like the start of a musical with somebody's Taylor's coming, Taylor's coming, Taylor's coming. And everyone starts, you know, oh, I think Taylor's coming. Yeah. And you were there. I was. Yeah. Oh. Yes, yes, Paul. On Football Night in America, right before the game, they showed the celebrities, Hugh Jackman and Taylor Swift, going through security. And people were commenting, why would they make famous people go through security? Like, if you're, what level of fame would you have to skip the security line? But they made everyone take their phones out, do the little thing. Mm. People don't skip the line at security, but people were reacting like, what do you think? She's going to sneak something in. Everyone knows who she is. You don't get that kind of special treatment, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know how that works. First of all, how'd Wolverine get through security? (laughs) (laughs) Knife blades. Exactly. 
Yeah. That'd be great if he had his his blades on as he's going through. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You're not going to be able to come through. Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. Uh, Josh in Fort Wayne. You there, Josh? Uh, yes, sir. How you doing this morning, Dan? Great, Josh. Hey, um, got a comment about the uh, officiating last night. First, if I could, I want to give a shout out to my uh, my daughter. She had a birthday last week. Uh, she turned six. Uh, my kids know you as the uh, guy who called the girl fugly in the first Grown Ups movie. Uh, so uh, they 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 like watching you on Peacock as well. That was just but, a uh, character. That was just I was playing a character when I said that. Just that's not my nature. I just want to let you know. <laughs> But um, yeah, just the uh, the call last night on Sauce Gardner that basically just ruined the game. It's it it was just really. I mean, I'm a I like the Chiefs. My wife is a huge Mahomes fan, uh, and so I mean, I don't mind that the Chiefs won. But in a situation like that, I mean, it, it just it just ruins the game. Uh, there were many more blatant holding calls that were not called last night, and just to call that in that situation, it's. It's just terrible. It Well, there was one on the Mahomes scramble that was really obvious to us. It was right there, bottom of the screen. And uh, the official was not in position to see that. Um, that's where I don't know if you get help in a situation. Like, if you don't want to be embarrassed. It's like officials don't want to embarrass another official, but you want to get the call right. Your goal is to get the call right. And that was, you know, an obvious, egregious holding call. And it just seems sometimes random, where it's like, uh, all right, I'm, I haven't, I haven't called holding in a while. Holding on who? I don't know. One of you guys. Yeah, Marv. In the sauce hold, he does that, or every corner does that. Yeah. Every single play, it wasn't anything like so outlandish, where you could see the you know, the jersey being pulled. Yeah, Paulie. It seems like, and I don't know if this how new this is. It seems like some smart defensive linemen are learning how to sell it. And even in the play where the defensive lineman last night was getting held on the uh, on, on, on that play for Zach Wilson, you know he was selling, he was moving his arms away and saying, "I can't get loose, I can't get loose," and he's waving at the ref in the moment. A lot of guys are doing that these days. Yeah, it was on the Mahomes run, and you you just had a Jets defender who was, and it's not like the offensive lineman held him just long enough. He kept holding him, and I thought, "You're going to let that happen?" I mean, it was a big play for Mahomes. But he was certainly helped out by how they were holding on to the defensive player. Yes, he. They should just let them hold. Everybody gets and to hold. No, the, the, that especially linemen should be allowed to hold. That's mm. part of the battle. Okay. Is those dudes holding? The stuff with like the Sauce Gardner one. I'm not really sure that 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 type of hold where it's a quarter second of a grab yeah. happens on 99% of every route that's run this year. But if I let, we already let the offensive, well, offense get away with everything. Yeah. Every rule is catered to them. Now I'm going to let them just hold, blanket hold. But I'm not going to give the defense anything. This seems a little... But if it's something that you can call on every single play... Then either never call it or always call it. Call it, throw seventeen flags a play. But if you're a lineman, you know they're not going to call it all the time. It's like the Seattle Seahawks, Legion of Boom. They interfered on every play, the defensive backs, because they knew you weren't going to call it. You might call it occasionally, but you're going to get it in your benefit more often than not. Yeah, Mark. Also, 
Sauce Gardner. I thought he would get a little more respect in that because he's a top-notch, yeah. you know, corner in the league. Yeah. Uh, Rick Neuheisel, former college coach at UCLA and Washington and Colorado, now works for CBS. He joins us on the program. Did we learn more about USC or Colorado this past weekend? Oh, I think we learned more about USC. Uh, listen, Alex Grinch has been doing this for a long time with kind of similar results. They just don't tackle well. And until they tackle well, I don't know that they can be uh, called the favorite in the Pac-12. They're certainly accomplished on offense. Caleb Williams is magnificent and does great things almost every time out. But that defense is showing itself to be vulnerable. Okay, but explain that you can't tackle. Can you change that during the course of a season? Well, I, I, I would go back to how they practice. I, I just, you know, everybody's trying to keep everybody healthy, and we understand that. But somehow, some way, the tackling in that particular practice. And I, if you go back and watch practice film of the Pete Carroll days, it was scrimmage almost every day. Yeah. I mean, they would just go at it. That isn't happening in this particular deal. Otherwise, you'd see different results. What do you see with Caleb Williams? I see Patrick Mahomes. I see a guy that uh, just basically understands certainly the play called, but then loves to play the play that he creates by extension uh, when he gets out and just moves about and kind of has a a sixth sense of where these guys are going to end up being and can throw them open. He's he's magnificent. Dion Sun Shador, it feels like there's a coming out party. At least there was. Mel Kuyper goes, oh, you know, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. Is he on the level with Caleb Williams? He's close. Uh, he's been terrific. And, and his ability to to make every platform platform throw is, has been really fun to watch as well. Uh, going to his left, going to his right, the changing trajectories despite arm angles. Go back to that TCU game, that fourth down play where a guy got in his face and he had to basically drop one over the top to the kid in the flat. That was a fantastic play and uh, something you can't script. He just has it. So uh, he's right there. How would you grade Colorado's season so far? Off the charts. I think uh, Rick George, the athletic director at uh, Colorado, has to going to have to have surgery to get the smile off his face. <laughs> I, I can only imagine what his face looked like when he was telling the student body not to storm the field. You know, <laughs> he, he was going, you know, fingers crossed over here on his left hand as he's writing it with his right. Uh, listen, it has been magnificent. The amount of attention that the program has gotten and the amount of eyeballs that have sitting there and watched the campus in Boulder, whether it be on, you know, big noon or game day, that is invaluable for the brand for recruiting purposes. Uh, listen, getting a phone call from Prime would be awesome as a kid, but watching that, you want to be a part of it. And Colorado is going to reap unbelievable benefit in the recruiting world because of it. We're talking to Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports College football analyst, former college head coach. Um, Who are the great teams in college football this year? I think Texas is on the verge of being a great team, which is why this Texas-Oklahoma game this week is really interesting. You know, quietly, we're talking about lots of quarterbacks. You just mentioned a couple, Caleb Williams and Shadur Sanders. Bo Nix, Michael Penix out there in the West Coast having monster years. This kid, Dylan Gabriel, is having a big-time season quietly because the conversation has been the transformation of their defense. 
He's a 75% passer. I think he's got, uh, you know, something like 14 touchdown passes against just two picks. I mean, he's playing magnificently over 300 yards a game. So this uh, game with him and Quinn Ewers is going to be one to, to behold. What do you make of Arch Manning? He's, you know, biding his time. He has the luxury of a family that understands patience. He has the luxury of a family that needs nothing in the way of attention. They just are going to wait their turn. I think Quinn Ewers is going to vault. Uh, he was my pick to win the Heisman. Uh, he's going to have some stages here coming up. Texas fans are craving this kind of attention. Uh, this is uh, going to be fun. But Arch Manning is sitting there watching this all develop. And while Colorado's going to reap a bunch of recruits, so too will Texas as Sark has got things going. Has college football moved up to Georgia's level and Alabama's level, or have they dipped down a little bit? Maybe a little bit of both. Uh, you know, Georgia, I, at first I believed it was Georgia just kind of going through the doldrums of preseason. You know, nobody really of note to play. Nobody really get fired up. So many good players trying to make sure everybody was happy getting their, their chances to play. Uh, but now that they've kind of focused on Brock Bowers, they're back going again. I thought it was crazy that Auburn didn't have some plan to bracket him because Hugh Freeze really had a chance in that game. But in the two SEC games, they've been behind in both. Halftime at the South Carolina game, they were sitting there down 14-3, and then this game 17-10 uh, in the second half. It was uh, They've come back down to earth, which makes the SEC really fun to watch right now. Go back when you were coaching. Did you coach against a player that was just unstoppable? Like you didn't have an answer whether it was offense or defense? Ricky Williams. <laughs> Ricky Williams at Texas when I was at Colorado was a handful. I mean, goodness gracious, was he was he fantastic. Uh, uh, I remember John Elway at Stanford. You know, that was one of my playing days. We couldn't – we beat them 38-35 and just were so thankful that the clock ran out. You just couldn't stop Elway when he got going. So, yeah, I've been on I've been on some stadiums where it looked that way. I noticed you slipped it in that you beat Elway. Yeah, noticed it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't me. It was Tom, it was Tom <laughs> Ramsey. I had a good view from the sideline. Oh, oh, oh. The clipboard. Oh. Yeah, I had the clipboard in that one day. Oh, describe <laughs> Elway. In college, oh, uh, he's John Wayne. He's going to come in and save the townspeople. You know, uh, he's he's going to he rides into town and he just had that swashbuckling feel about him and such a big arm that he'd break contain. He had that patented, you know, give you the front shoulder, then back out the other way, and then get all the way over to the left side of the field and throw back to some Stanford, you know, walk on receiver over on the right side. And you're going, how did he do that? But, but as, uh, as far but as he but. But ultimately, his his chief weapon was he believed that something good was going to happen at the end of the game. Compare his ability, uh, Mahomes, Rodgers, Elway, anybody else you want to throw in there. Just the ability to play quarterback. They have taken it to the level where they manipulate you. They're not dealing with manipulation. They manipulate you. They get to a place where they know exactly what's going on on the opposite side of the ball. So they have what they want in the pre-snap. But they have such unique confidence that if it's not good, they'll sit and wait for their little pocket or seam in the pocket to uh, uh, to open up. And then they'll 
escape to a spot, which now creates the second play in their little weaponry, which is the extended play. And now they just start firing darts at you and you're just holding on for dear life. I haven't spoken to you since uh, the uh, Pac-12 was decimated. Your thoughts on the burial? I, I've been looking for the candle uh, in the, the vigil, you know, in, in your uh, on your set there. Yeah, it's it's sad. We're down to the pack two, and I think everybody who's got any soul at all is pulling hard for both Oregon State and Washington State to get everything, to get the kitten caboodle, to just keep all the assets and to find some way to incorporate with the current Mountain West. And I love the idea that they're trying to bring this relegation and promotion idea from European soccer, because that, to me, is the way to save the rest of college football. If we can find a way to get the a group of five to have a way to, you know, get promoted to the power five uh, in the future of this super two that we're entering, I think that would be wonderful for the game. It would put a spotlight on more players and keep more scholarships uh, which I think is the end goal. Good to talk to you as always. Thank you, bud. My man. Rick, See you, DP. Rick Neuheisel. <laughs> um, how long ago was it that I brought up relegation for college football to help some of these other teams that wouldn't be in the top 40 or 50? It, it's been a few years where I floated the idea. Probably 2018, 19. Yeah. But I had I'd spoken to somebody with college football, and I, I broached the topic with this person. And I said, what about relegation? And uh, he said, well, how would you do it? I said, it'd be like the Premier League. And you would have, let's say, North Dakota, uh, you know, was going to be on the cusp. North Dakota State was going to be on the cusp. But they just, they won the uh, national title. And if you win the national title, could you get relegated? Would you have somebody drop out? And I, I, I mean, I haven't fully thought it out, but I just thought, could we add something more where you'd have the top part of college football celebrating the teams making the playoffs and a national champion, and then the drama at the bottom where a couple of schools could drop out and some other schools. I mean, imagine that flow of emotion in the last weekend of the regular season. I think it would be really, really entertaining. Yeah, Paul. And you could probably increase the lower division, the F- FCS, to maybe, let's say, it was 150 teams or something like that. And then the upper division, like you've said before, is 50 or 60, the heavyweights, the teams that can afford it. And then it makes that whole second division not feel second division anymore. It'd be quite entertaining to see who goes up and down. But I don't know how you would decide who got relegated. I know how I could promote you because if let, let's say the, the two teams that made the national championship game, or let's say the final four, they got promoted – and then you had four schools get dropped out of uh, you know, Division One. Yes, Eden. The big struggle that uh, you're going to face is travel, I think. Because if you have, say, you know, Boise State is sort of out alone on an island, but they win their way into the same division, we'll call it, as, uh, you know, Alabama, Auburn, et cetera, right? Clemson, say. You're going to have to almost like region. Yeah. You're going to have to regionalize it, which uh, ironically is, I think, the way it was intended to be <laughs> with the Southeastern Conference, et cetera. Yeah. You're going to have to regionalize it more and then also make it competitively balanced into different levels. Well, that's the tricky part is making it competitively balanced because the NFL is regionally structured where you're playing AFC 
South or AFC North, and you're kind of in the same area. But if you get, let's say, North Dakota State gets you know promoted, do they get promoted in the division that has somebody who's in their air, in their quadrant or something like that? Yes, he. Like I think if you're looking at the European model of soccer. Right. And okay, Luton Town is promoted. Nobody really expects them to beat Arsenal in Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that they're that probably it's a real uphill battle just based financially and everything. But nobody really minds that because then you have Manchester City and Arsenal and them. They also have now Champions League to go play for. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're sort of looking at creating a tournament, a college football tournament that the best teams get to play in from those regions. So it would be USC. And even though USC might get to beat up on lesser teams it might be a little more unfair for the sec but you know as long as you're looking at that national tournament then i think everything would balance out to some degree who would have gotten relegated last year oh you're putting us on the spot here if you look at a couple different websites of the college football rankings all 125 teams last year i found two different places that said umass would have been the worst team they were one in 11 last year mm-hmm. and they got lucky on that one i'm hearing and uh <laughs> they were one in 11 the season before Okay. So UMass football, that'd be a shot to be relegated. Yes, Eden. It gets dicey, too, when you start looking at, uh, say, the top 25 teams, say even if you only kept the top 20. Uh, you could be looking at, let's see, this is 2022. No, rank number 25 to end the season is Texas. Okay. So would they drop out? Texas, Fresno State, South Carolina, Pitt, UCLA, Mississippi State is 20. No, you're going to have 40 schools, maybe 50 schools that would be involved in the power conferences. Mm. That would be your structure. Because that gets too, it would be crazy to think that Texas would be yeah. down this year and then. Yeah, you couldn't do that. Considering how good they were. No, but if you're ranked, you're, you're not getting relegated. But it's where you're ranked. Let's say you get to be 49 or 50 and you lose that last weekend, then you could get relegated. Yes, you or, uh, Pauline? I went back to the Power Five conferences. The worst Power Five team last year was Northwestern at 1 and 11. Okay. So they would have been, if you look at Power Five, they could have been the relegate. Nobody would have a problem with that. They got relegated. They prefer that headline compared <laughs> to some of them. Yeah. All the other headlines they've gotten. Wait, what happened? We got relegated. Oh, good. Whew. Thought it was something worse than that. All right, let's take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage, but When the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches, but did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything, so when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. I did not see this last night. I just uh, have heard about it. Rodney Harrison was uh, interviewing Chris Jones on the postgame show on NBC and Peacock. And uh, it, uh, are we picking it up with uh, the first question that he asked? He's talking about Zach Wilson. Chris Jones comes up, the Kansas City Chiefs defensive lineman, and then this ensues. Was Zach better tonight than what you anticipated he would be watching him on tape? And you could be honest. Um, honestly, yeah. uh, if I'm being completely honest, we knew it was going to be a battle. He's continuing to get better week in and week out. And he's continuing to lead week in and week out. But watching that tape, man, you got to look at this dude and say, oh, he is garbage. Like, we should really tear him apart. Like I said, Zach Wilson is special, man. You just got to give the guy time. You know what I wait, mean? Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Zach Wilson is special? Yeah. I think he had a special night, but I don't think he's special. I've got to prove that over the You're special because you proved it over a course of time. He's not special. I'm just saying, Chris. Hey, listen. I'm just saying. All right. I uh, understand Rodney giving his opinion, but you're leading the witness. You're, you're pushing too hard. Zach Wilson played well. Whether you believe that's sustainable, that can be up for debate. But Chris Jones was being polite. Rodney was pushing him. Rodney was already trying to get something out of him. He wanted him to say what Rodney was saying. So then you make a headline, you know, you're creating content. Chris Jones says that Zach Wilson's garbage. Well, he said anything but that. And as a result, social media is roughing up Rodney today. He can have his opinion, but you shouldn't be leading him. If uh, Jack Collinsworth wants to push Chris Jones a little bit to get an answer, fine. I don't care what Zach Collinsworth's uh, uh, opinion is. 
But if he's trying to get that out of Chris Jones, great. Rodney is trying to get that out of him. And it feels like he's piling on Zach Wilson. And this is after a game that Zach Wilson played as well, if not better than Patrick Mahomes. So the timing is bad. And it feels like he's trying to bully Chris Jones into saying, hey, go ahead. You, you throw out the word garbage. That's tough. You, I mean, if you want to say, oh, man, come on. You haven't seen anything that you think he's good. But garbage? Uh, now that's the problem there. Yes, Mark. And this is after he played an outstanding game, yes, too. He did. He he played well. It's if if this was a game that they lost and he looked terrible, maybe you go down that road. But to keep going down that road, and you already know what Chris Jones is going. He's already let you know he's not going there. He might feel that way. You know, hey, to be honest, you can be honest with me, okay? As if to say, I know what you want to say, but I want you to say what I just said. And you're not being fair to Zach Wilson. This day in sports history, Paulie. Just a couple, Dan. 1908, Eddie Joss of the Cleveland Indians pitched the fourth perfect game in Major League Baseball history. Here's one. 1920, your Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates played the only triple header in baseball history. The mm. Reds won two of the three games. Let's bring that back. A triple, triple header? header? Yeah, noon. It started at noon. If they only charge us for one ticket, that'd be great. Shorter games? On this day, 1974, Hank Aaron did this in his final at-bat as a member of the Atlanta Braves. If you said hit a home run, you'd be correct. Come on. Uh, I loved Hank Aaron. Um, let's see. Final results of the poll question, see? Dan, we got a few of them working today, but the best <laughs> loss of the weekend. Okay. Uh, right now, the Jets absolutely had the best loss of the weekend. Okay. Overwhelming results. Uh, whose future do you like more? Another loss for the Bears, unfortunately. That's 75% of the audience like the Panthers' future over the Bears. Anybody have the Giants over the Seahawks tonight? Seattle favored by two <laughs> at the Giants. Pie to the face. Monday night dog. Take the points. What we learned brought to you by the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Start your, uh, continue your collection at PaniniAmerica.net. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm -hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, 
not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.